I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Did you know that this movie's a clusterfuck? That I did know, Chris. <laughs> this is the first question you've asked me that I actually knew the answer to. <laughs> it is clusterfuckery city, this film. This film, mm-hmm. Color of Night, mm-hmm. from the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, big budget film from Hollywood Pictures. A prestige uh, Big picture. name cast. Yeah prestige indeed i mean they did you know the hand that rocks the cradle and mm-hmm. medicine man mm-hmm. i mean medicine the, the prestige factor mm-hmm. alone is stunning and somehow they got bruce willis at the top of his game to sign on to do this movie which i'm wondering if the script read diff differently than it <laughs> translated i'm i'm really curious he, to know what they all signed on for he made some weird choices around this time because he was also in that north movie with elijah north. wood which i actually oh kind of God. like but everybody hates that movie but you know, i whatever. know i saw it when it came out yeah. and i don't remember thinking it was bad until yeah. years later and everyone was like hey remember that movie north fuck that movie i'm like <laughs> Really? Was it that bad? It I don't remember. It was one of like it's Ebert's most reviled films of all time, but it, it, yeah. it, it had a kid in danger. So of course it was like, oh, how Is dare we? I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it just being really weird and liking it as a kid because it was really fucking weird. So I don't Didn't know. Didn't he play like a bunny or something in that movie? Something like that. Yeah. Like an imaginary friend or something. Like a bunny that, suit. Yeah, yeah. See, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It, it seems like it might've just been like one of those really wacky movies that people just don't get like most of the people in the world are just like this is weird (laughs) i don't like it so i'm gonna say it's crap yeah it's gotta be bad because uh it's weird so you know i don't remember if there was a plot was there a plot to that movie i don't i don't he 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 was like moving from family to family because he was trying to find an adopted there's something i don't know well that sounds heartbreaking i think he like got (laughs) emancipated from his parents and then they were trying to get him placed with a different family and they stayed with like some um, Inuits for a while, and then he was stay- staying with like <laughs> it was just like all over the place. It was. What? <laughs> I've got to watch this again. Uh, uh, me too. Now that we talk about it, <laughs> I guess we're talking about North now. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, we should color of North. Wouldn't it be great if we did an episode? Ten. We, we we don't actually watch the movie. We just do it all by memory of something we've seen like twenty years ago. Well, I think this happened, and also this might have happened. And well, you know, I, I feel somewhat similarly about this film because it is a haze to me already even though i just finished it after uh before we started recording uh so the details are already starting to lose me a little bit (laughs) there is so much jam-packed into this 14 hour long epic of (laughs) a movie fucking long we watched the director why is this movie two and a half hours long yeah i mean the theatrical cuts apparently like a little over two hours Mm -hmm. that's still Mm -hmm. kind of pushing it i mean my god And there's so much going on because you have to understand here. There are 500 characters in this film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have the cast of the cast of Dream Warriors all grown up, like living pretty much. Yeah, yeah. each with a very individualized personality and their own life Mm -hmm. problems. And yet 
I don't feel like I know them, <laughs> even though I'm seeing things no. that are happening to them. I, I don't No. It Yeah. I don't even feel like I know the main character, which is Bruce. Who is he? Willis. Yeah. I mean, he's he has suffered a traumatic event, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And he comes to help out his partner yeah. and friend and uh gets involved in a murder mystery. But throughout the course it's just like, what's his arc? Yeah. What is his arc? And I mean, he does have an arc in the sense that, well, you see, he's lost his sense of being able to see the color red. (laughs) But at the end of the film, he can see red again. Oh, my God. Why? I do not know. I don't get it. It's never explained. I feel like this director just watched a lot of like Italian Jallo and was like, let's, let's, yes. let's, what if I, I, I could do that. Like I could try that. Yeah. But like I, I can't make it as like gory or interesting because it's a American studio film, but it like I can. definitely has that vibe. Yeah. I get a lot of like Tenebrae from like that first kill. Oh, totally. The like yes, the very first kill. Yes, it's nasty. Like, very, mm-hmm. yeah. It's even shot kind of the same there where, mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 he goes through the glass yeah. and then his head kind of like, you know, flies out and he's you know it, it kind of looks like that scene where the where the um the bisexual girl in the towels killed in mm-hmm. tenebrae it does yeah yeah it looks a lot like that and it it, it and then they, they have all the all the like really fun split diopter shots which is just like from like every brian de palma yes. movie mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and i love it yeah. and so it's kind of a stylish little movie for a mid-90s hollywood film you know it, it it takes some big risks for a hollywood film it does they're just like uh, sporadic i guess i should say like it's like so, yeah. somebody will die and it'll take like an hour and a half before the next person dies <laughs> like that is a problem i feel like they could have killed off a few more people from the group yeah i feel like it just yeah. they should have yeah because like in the end they could have just figured out the big twist yeah with like th- three of them left in the room totally, like it, they totally. didn't all have to be there you yeah know? it seems like, like you couldn't really so decide awesome. whether to make it an actual horror film or yeah i don't know some kind of psychological drama that just somebody just happens to die here and somebody dies here an hour later and maybe you know i don't know maybe we should pause on that yes and uh we don't really have a stick a pin in uh, that put, put a pin in that we don't have a full topic of the week this week because our we do not our i don't know our wheel is is tired okay <laughs> She's been through a lot. She's, through She's a exhausted. Lot. Let her rest, okay? She just got through Valentine's Day. So Got a girl some slack. We'll give her a break, and we'll just talk about, I don't know, some stuff maybe we watched recently that we just want to oh, talk about okay. briefly, you know? Yeah. You were watching some 90s well, stuff, right? Um, I did. I rewatched some 90s stuff. I mm-hmm. was doing a, a, a little challenge on the Instagram mm-hmm. about uh, 90s horror, and uh, not my favorite decade, sure. but there's some stuff I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm either in a while or never like i um i watched a film called fear starring ali sheedy mm-hmm. as a psychic who helps people find a killer and that was actually fun that was like a nice sort of safe thriller i'm sure it used to play on lifetime That's kind been on of my radar movie. for a long time yeah i would recommend it it also has a uh a big finale that takes place at a theme park and who doesn't love that Ooh. you know yes yes there's some ferris wheel fear if you will that's interesting because the reese witherspoon fear also has a very uh, oh boy does it an iconic, <laughs> iconic scene, scene at a, a little park. finger banging action <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i also watched wishmaster 2 i'd only seen the first one and i never really loved the first one mm-hmm. but i was like i'm gonna try number two 
And uh, I'm going to tell you, there's a scene where an old woman at a casino farts out a bunch of coins. I vaguely recall this, yes. And I haven't laughed that hard in a while, so thank you, Uh, film (laughs) makers of (laughs) Wishmaster 2. (laughs) And it it comes with, like, farting sounds. And Mm. I I was like, okay, this is supposed to be a comedy, yes, Mm -hmm. because you don't add fart sounds... Unless you're trying to get a laugh, right? I don't, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, maybe some cymbal crashes in there with that too. Yeah, something bop, like bop, that. Bop, but bop, it was bop, a hoot. <laughs> they used to play on like Sci-Fi a lot or some channel, mm-hmm. and I would binge the series. But I don't remember much about. I remember the first one somewhat more because it was the original and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. There's just not much there. I mean, I, I like that they tried to sort of create another iconic franchise. It just didn't yeah. work. Yeah. You know, it's not. An attempt was, it was franchise made. material. Yeah, in the 90s mm-hmm. when they were still trying to make new things. Remember that? Oh. oh <laughs> Wasn't that nice? The way we were. <laughs> <laughs> new things made oh. by Hollywood studios doesn't happen anymore <laughs> because it blows. It was nice of Barbara to stop by today and... <laughs> You know, she's had a lot of free free time. The yogurt machine in her <laughs> mall is a little under the weather, so I think you mean her she wants to get out. Torture and... dungeon, right? That was a callback <laughs> yes. to our child's play episode. Her torture dungeon, <laughs> where we're just watching the Prince of Tides on a, on the loop. Mm-hmm. You know, they just add this to the Criterion channel. You should watch it. It's wonderful. <laughs> I directed it in like record time. It was. Mm. Mm. It was wonderful. We came in wonderful. under budget. It, it was, was great. great. It, was it was so good. You, you know, some people say I should have gotten an Oscar for that movie. <laughs> I wonder if Babs has ever seen Color of Night. Uh, Do you think she has? I I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the... Sometimes I stop and wonder if certain people have seen certain movies. Like, I'm yeah. just like, has Faye Dunaway ever seen Friday the 13th Part 3? Well, some you people know? surprise you, like Tori Spelling, who's apparently a huge yeah, horror fan. Huge horror fan. Yeah, which, good for her. Uh, what I watched? I watched a few things from last year. Finally, that I put off. I watched Freaky. Finally, which is cute. Ooh, cute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very cute movie. That's a good. That's a yeah. good word. Word for it. I. It's enjoyable. Have kind of reached the point with Christopher Landon where I'm like, Are you gonna ever make any real horror anymore? Like, I enjoy this, but I'm also like, mm-hmm. uh, It's like the gore is there. Uh, the kills are there. Oh yeah. Still doesn't yeah. feel like a horror movie to me. Feels like a dark comedy, which no. is fine. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But like, it's goofy. Yeah. But like when people come out and they're like, oh, my favorite slasher is like Freaky and Happy Death Day. I'm like, are those slashers? I mean, I guess. Yeah, like people I, get slashed. But people it's not... are getting slashed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, because like, you know, they can compare these to like Scream and stuff. Yeah. But when you think about it, Scream, as a kid, I never really thought it was funny. I just thought it was like, I, I, I actually thought Scream was terrifying when I first Mm. saw it so i never really got the humor until i was a little older yeah so i still just kind of consider that to be like a straight slasher because the mystery element still works and there's still a sense of danger there's still the danger yeah built up suspense and tension and yeah it feels like a horror film to me as well more so than a horror comedy like i wouldn't even go quite as far as say it's a horror comedy yes there's quite a bit of tongue-in-cheek you know, uh, references and everything else, but mm-hmm. yeah, it still feels like, um, yeah, it's just kind of a dark comedy, a horror me. film in its own right. Whereas this feels more like, 
I don't know, like the hot chick mixed with like, uh, yeah. I don't know, just <laughs> yeah. a hint of horror. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's just weird because it's like, yeah, the kills are there. Like, they're cool. and But I still just like, is it a horror film? I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I enjoy the Christopher Landon films a lot, but mm-hmm. not as horror films. They're just, they're basically just dark comedies yeah. to me. Yeah, and I guess I'm just a little afraid that, like, I just would love to see more from him at this point. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I know he directed one of the Paranormal Activity movies, so I know he can right. direct, like, actual horror. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels like we've got to this place where slashers, well, we don't see too many slashers at the studio level, period, but either they no. can be really fucking serious or... Or they can be these camp dark comedies. And I'm like, right. I would just love to see we get back to some form of like the late 90s, like, you know, where it still feels like a slasher movie, but also has mm-hmm. some comedy in there. I don't know. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Slashers are just neglected. And I, I kept thinking when Halloween came out and was like a really big hit, I thought, OK, surely they're going to start to just churn out the slashers non nonstop and that's yeah. been what that was 2018 so it's three years although last year not was so much happening a mess but yeah with yeah the yeah pandemic. but yeah i haven't heard. oh like that's an excuse come on <laughs> they can be making these things. the pandemic give us some they're, slashers they're pretty fucking cheap to make come on <laughs> yeah you just need a cabin and some kids okay that's all you need yeah they're just we- they're weird dark comedies because like I don't yeah. put them in the same box as something like Heather's or mm-hmm. uh, like Death Becomes Her even. Uh, right. They just feel like they are leaning more into the horror elements, but a lot of it just feels mm-hmm. like I don't know window dressing almost. Like maybe I, I yeah. No, yeah. like there is some suspense and tension in parts, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. It's like I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's like I still can't quite yeah. bring myself to be like, oh, that's a legitimate. I don't know. Legitimate's not the best word, but like straight out horror film, you know? Right. I don't know. I I guess horror comedy is fine. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy it. So I'm, I'm like, you know what? Just keep doing what you're doing. And yeah, if you want to make a serious film one day, go for it. Yeah. I'm just afraid that that's, yeah, that's all we're going to get when it comes to slashers is these dark comedy things. And I don't know. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's good. I also watched The Grudge, which was fine, uh, the 2021, right. and, uh, I don't know, uh, John Cho is hot, so that's all I really needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't ask for I much. I don't ask for much. Look, I, I'm, I'm a big apologist when it comes to, uh, <laughs> supernatural thrillers. I think I've told you this. Like, I can watch pretty much any of them and be fine. Uh, and yeah. this was, it kept my attention. You know, I've heard a lot of people say just, it's terrible, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Uh, it has too many characters and too many plot lines going on but so does the entire franchise it's just a franchise that's, that's true like that so yeah you know i like the first two the though the ones with sarah michelle geller i saw them in the theater they're okay they just, yeah they were fine they're, you know yeah I, I rewatched one recently and didn't really hold up as well as i wanted it to but yeah i don't know they're just it was a certain time well the ring was great and I like the ring. Coming yeah. off the ring, I was like, "Oh, this wonderful. is going to be wonderful," and I was like, "Oh, it's it's scary. Yeah. Like it's scarier than the ring is, I think." But uh, that's about it. I don't know. Really? You think it's scary? I think so. The ring only really? the ring only has like one big scare scene at the very end. I don't. It, it has a lot of mood and atmosphere, but then maybe that's what I responded to the yeah. most was just the the dread. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of dread in that in that in that film. And, yeah. Um. I, I did think the grudge was scary though. The grudge has like that scene where the the she gets in the bed and she pulls it open and mm-hmm. it's like it's there and I don't know I don't know I thought it was scarier but um 
I mean, I like The Ring a lot better, obviously, but uh, I also don't watch... I think The Ring's a, probably a st- stronger script, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, totally, yeah, but, totally. Because it doesn't have, yeah. like, 50 characters that it's trying to balance within no, going back no, in time it's... and everything. Like, I get the idea behind yeah. it, but it's like, okay, it's a little much here. It's like Pulp Fiction, yeah. but with ghosts. It is, it is. <laughs> it's fascinating how, like, Japanese culture has been influenced by American culture and vice versa sometimes and mm-hmm. uh, things like that, and you're like, oh... You hear someone like make this like what film that I read was getting a remake in Japan right now? Oh, Cube. Cube. Yeah, which is fascinating. I was like from like ninety seven. Yeah, That's interesting. Such a weird movie to remake, yeah, and yeah. like that. I I'm interested to see how that turned out because I think I liked the first one. I did way back yeah. when. Yeah, I like it. I haven't seen it since. I but. watched it last summer because I got bored and it was pretty good. Oh yeah. So oh, I think I need to re- rewatch that then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was also on sci-fi all the fucking it time. It was one of those. Yeah, that was always there. That and the faculty. Like, this and, is yeah. the cinema event. We're watching Cube. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh great. Mm-hmm. What what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else? You're you always playing fucking Cube. <laughs> oh look, we got Child's Play three coming up next. Great. <laughs> Child's Play three. I'm out. <sighs> but then they would play like Psycho three, and I was like, I'm back in. Yeah. They love to play part threes. It was always like Psycho three, <laughs> Pol- Poltergeist three. three uh a, a nightmare on elm street three yeah it's like true. what is her obsession with threes never halloween three though interesting that's interesting true choices, yeah i didn't see folks. that until i was older anyway that, yeah, yeah. that was never on tv yeah, yeah. ever i yeah. don't know why shameful against the irish that's yeah. why <laughs> acknowledge your problematic past mm-hmm. okay yeah come on <laughs> that's why you didn't play halloween three mm-hmm. you don't like irish people we get it <laughs> you want me lucky charms i get it <laughs> Although I do think they played some of the leprechauns, so yeah. that just throws that out, That's doesn't true. it? I don't know. Don't cancel sci-fi yet. Don't cancel, yeah. <laughs> you know what sci-fi didn't play all the time? I have an Color idea. Color of Night. Uh, oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> You're always surprising me, Christopher. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of surprises. I'm just... <laughs> but I don't see how this movie could ever play on basic cable. They'd have to cut the I, shit I out of it, yeah. It would... It may be actually be an unacceptable runtime after all of that, but I read I that it was the first Disney backed <laughs> film to carry an NC 17 rating. It was for a second, yeah. They did eventually cut it down to an R. Yeah, they did. There's um, a story behind that because yeah. oh boy, this this movie has stories. It does. So, Richard Rush, mm-hmm. director, yes, who indeed. also directed The Ledge. And consenting adults and runaway jury. Freebie and the Bean. Freebie and the Bean. Freebie and the Bean. And uh, he decided he was going to work with uh, Billy Ray, who has done a lot of random. Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) Can you (laughs) imagine? Billy Ray Cyrus. (laughs) What if it was? Like, what if he was like, okay, guys, I wrote a script. Um, I don't want anyone to know that I wrote it. So just credit, credit me as Billy Ray. Just leave the side. No, I wrote off. a nice like country rock anthem for it. So it's going to be great. My, my, my daughter, she's like two. She's going to sing it and it's going to be great. <laughs> I want your body in a pool. <laughs> Number one. Uh, but no, Billy Ray, just Ray. He was a co-writer with Matthew Chapman. And this film, oh. of course, was directed by Richard Rush, who yes. directed The Stuntmen. Stuntman, mm-hmm. and he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Director for that film. He was not nominated for an Academy Award for this film. He was. God damn it. <laughs> However, this film did win a Golden Raspberry for Worst Film of 1995. Unacceptable. Although it came out in 94, but it was the year 
the award oh. ceremony was in 95, so there's that. I resent that. <laughs> I resent it. This is not a Golden Raspberry winner. This is... Is this an important picture for its time? It should be preserved at mm-hmm. the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Smithsonian, uh, both of yes. those. But yeah, so he he worked with these two to make this movie. He felt really good about it. He was like, this is going to be my next big you know, magnum opus, and everyone's going to fucking love it. And then he gave it Aww. to this producer um, named Andrew Vajna, who mm-hmm. was like, you know, I don't really like this. And this is not going to be commercial or marketable at all. And so this got this big feud just broke out and they were back and forth and at each other's throat all the time. And eventually the Directors Guild of America had to step in and Mm -hmm. things got so bad that Rush himself had a near fatal heart attack and was rushed, rushed to the hospital. And while he was there, he's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be stressing about this so much. So he finally was like, you know what? You can release the producer's cut in theaters, but you're going to have to release my director's cut on video. Mm-hmm. however at some point we end up with like four versions of the film right it's... i have never seen the theatrical i've seen the unrated director's cut and then mm-hmm. there's there's one from i believe the u the uk which is a completely different cut too mm-hmm. i've seen that one too that has a little bit more um penis action mm. actually I'm yes check that one out i know we should have watched that version <sighs> oh well damn yeah maybe they're slightly less like weird about that than America is. America's like, I think so. You know, oh, how yeah. dare you show any nudity, especially a penis? You know, mm-hmm. it's our, pu- yeah. our Puritan no. background. Yeah. I have noticed a lot of British male actors are not ashamed to show their penises on screen. Good for They're them. just not good for them. Yeah, I think that's that is it's it's got to have something to do with just the lifestyle there. There's like it's just a penis. Calm down. So yeah, uh, the film opened at number four at the box office in August 1994. It earned that's not too bad. Yeah, 19.7 million against a 40 million dollar budget. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I feel that. Ow. So maybe releasing the producer's cut was not the best call, you know? And uh, the critics <laughs> were mostly negative. It's got a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, average rating 4 out of 10, 30% audience score. Not a lot of love for the film. Roger Ebert was like, he was just stupefied. Like his exact word was, I was frankly stupefied. Uh, To call it absurd would be missing the point since any shred of credibility was obviously the first thing thrown overboard. It's so lurid in its (laughs) melodrama and it's so goofy in its plotting. And with with just a bit more trouble, it could have been a comedy. (laughs) So is he trying to sell me on it? <laughs> because I, that would make me want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? He's not wrong. He's not wrong here. It is ridiculous. It's nuts. It's 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 nuts in a way that is lurid, but also languid and takes its time at yeah. establishing the craziness. Oh yeah. Whereas you know most of these a movie like this would usually be like ninety minutes and just fucking balls mm-hmm. to the wall for ninety minutes. Whereas this is, it's just going to take some time, you know, it's going to, yeah. it's going to pull back and let you spend time with these characters, not really learn anything about them, but spend time with them. <laughs> and yeah, you know. there's just long scenes where we're in therapy mm-hmm. with these char- characters. We don't really learn much about them. We learn what their little tics are yeah. and mannerisms and problems, but not really who they are. No. You know, we just learn like, well, Sandra likes to shop and marries older men. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's about it. She has a you know a new potential lover. She's uh, yes, 
experimenting with and her sexuality here. Then, like, Buck is, like, you used to be a cop, but he's just, just kind of angry now. That's his really only character trait. He's just really angry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Clark is just obsessive-compulsive and yeah. a lawyer who's currently not working. <laughs> so I kept waiting to learn more about Clark. I was like, there's going to be something know, here with Clark, right? Clark. Maybe it's because it is Brad yeah. Dourif, and I'm like, he must yeah. be a more interesting character to this, but you never really exactly get much from him. Yeah. <laughs> And then you have uh, Casey, who's just also kind of surly and sar- sarcastic mm-hmm. and is an artist of some sort. Uh, that is saying it lightly. Yes, yes. He is some sort of like sadomasochist uh, yes. painter person. It's, it's mm-hmm. fascinating. Very into the fun the fun stuff there. Yeah, he would be like uh, Frank from, you know, Hellraiser. He Oh, he would be. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah. and then um, you have Richie. Richie. Uh, and Richie, the minute you see Richie, you're like, what is with Richie? Something's off something, immediately. Something's the matter with Richie, right? This is his, like, yeah. 60s, yeah, psychological thriller film here. Yeah. There's something, something, something's different about Richie. And, uh... Richie's just, like, a very sensitive soul. Yeah. Likes to randomly jump on people during group. Yeah. Uh, so possibly a little dangerous. So could the killer be Richie? Who knows? It's hard to tell. Yeah, the mm-hmm. it's and maybe it's because Leslie Ann Warren is in this, but certain scenes I'm like I get kind of a clue vibe from this, like where they're like all arguing and bickering with each other, and I'm like, okay. Uh, I think Leslie Ann Warren's my favorite part of this because she's great. she just plays her character so bubbly and goofy. It's it's such an interesting yeah her, her she's so great in this and her arc is fascinating because. Yeah. It's weirdly like a little sleazy the way they film the scenes with her and her partner, mm-hmm. but like also sweet. Like uh, yeah, she's like yeah. budding sexuality and like uh, this yeah. other, you know, her partner Bonnie, right? That's what she calls herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bonnie, bon- yes. oh, we'll get into Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. And, we'll uh, get to Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> Put a pin in that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bonnie is once more out of the relationship. Apparently, mm-hmm. from one scene we get, and uh, it, they're kind of sweet together. It's yeah. Every one of these members has, uh, yeah, something going on, and there's some murderous instincts, perhaps, uh-huh, uh-huh, that they have uh-huh. deep down inside. Each one is known for being a little bit rageful. I mean, even Sandra apparently once grabbed a knife and threatened to kill someone. Right. So I forgot about that. But, everyone yeah. has some problems. Mm-hmm. They could all be a killer. Anyone. It doesn't help that there's a line near the beginning where they imply that Richie has gender issues. Like somebody mm-hmm. says something like that. And I'm like, do we really need yeah. this line? Because it's uh, pointing a finger at something here. Uh, exactly. I was like, so possibly Richie isn't who we think we are. Yeah. So if you start to study him too close, you're like, wait a sec. Wait a something, second. Something isn't right here. Yeah. Because they're all kind of brought together here and tied together by Bruce Willis's character. Who is yes, the doctor? Doctor Bill. Doctor uh, Bill Kappa. 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 Bill Kappa. 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 And he has his own little trauma to deal with as well, right? Because he does. You get that opening scene, which that oh. fucking opening scene. My God, I love it so much. <laughs> it's, so it's so weird. Crazy. It's because you have Kathleen Wilhoit, who was from witchboard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also gilmore girls so it's like <laughs> what a perfect <laughs> and she 
is just like trying to get ready for her appointment with Dr. Kappa and she's mm-hmm. like trying on stuff and she's got like a lipstick carousel which I think is a nice touch mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. I've never never seen that mm-hmm. I mean I don't even wear l- lipstick but I might want I want one, want one that, yeah. that looks cool yeah. and so she's putting on the lipstick and then she's just like this doesn't look right so she just like smears it on her face and her teeth and she's like trying to smile so clearly she's a little disturbed and then she pulls out a gun, a gun. from her purse yeah. and you're like oh shit oh shit and she like puts it in her mouth and you're like oh no and then all of a sudden she just starts like blowing the gun when a movie starts <laughs> with gun fellatio you know you're in for something fun here yeah <laughs> like this is it's maybe the best opening of crazy. all time it feels like a cutscene from dress to kill or something like it's <laughs> yeah. nuts mixed with like silence of the lambs it's just it's fucking crazy <laughs> it's so great it's so nuts and so she goes to therapy yeah. with her therapist bill kappa mm-hmm. and they're talking and like she's like you don't understand me blah 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 and he's just like off and off of all all these kind of you know platitudes that aren't going to help mm-hmm. And she's like, you know what? When I look in the mirror, I just, I don't like what I see. And he's like, no, yes, yes, you do. And she's like, no, I prefer the view outside. And then she just runs into the window and flies out. And she flies out for approximately 15 minutes. It is the longest fall I've ever seen in my life. We talked about this in a previous episode, how we missed this trope of just people (laughs) jumping out of windows. Because the same thing... Bring it back. The exact same scene happens at the beginning of Hudsucker Proxy, where, like, the boss just Mm -hmm. decides he's going to run out the window and jump out. Or, like, in Batman uh returns i think it is where she gets pushed out yeah. the window i'm like yeah more people falling out of windows i missed this Child's early 90s play, yes uh, friday the 13th mm-hmm. the final chapter mm-hmm. has has one i think I just i love it gremlins one of the Grim- I think one of them oh i think so yeah, yeah. gremlins yeah. too i think has something like this mm-hmm. but yeah there, there's a lot i love there's it a lot. so her body goes smack on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and as he looks down and sees the pool of red blood surrounding her mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like wait a second that's not red any, any, anymore that's turning gray mm-hmm. i can't see red oh anymore like oh no and he goes to see i guess it's like his shrink yeah. or like his mentor uh-huh. who just kind of shows up at the most random parts of the film like i don't even think he needs to be in no. in the film because he doesn't really help and he's just like i still don't know why I can't I can't see red and he's all like, well, um, you're just gonna have to figure it out because red means rage and maybe you need to work something. It's like I, I don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. and um, and that's when he decides to go and help out his friend Bob, who lives in L.A. The City of Angels, and they're old friends from college. He's also a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and Bob has this group of interesting characters who he all meets, and of course we, we've just dis- discussed them all. Yeah. Yeah. And once they get back to Bob's house, he's like, yeah, so I've got I've got all this security here because I've been getting these threatening notes, and I know it's someone from this particular group. I just know it because mm-hmm. everything about these notes points to stuff that we've talked about. Yeah. And it's not far too long after that that – He's brutally murdered in his office at night. It's like in this crazy scene. It's a crazy ass kill. Yeah, it's 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 br- it is Argento esque. It is gory, over the top. A lot of like falling into glass mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. But then you don't and, get another uh, one for like uh, like three hours. Three hours yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
It's like I could have flown to LA yes. in the time we get another mm-hmm. murder. And so for some reason, Bill's like, you know, I'm going to stay here yeah. because I think this group needs me. They need me to. He's such a savior character, right? Like, oh my God, like I have to help them even though I can't even help myself with my own problem, right? Yeah. He's like, what are they going to do without me? You know, they've just lost their only hope because they are, when they find out the news, because this detective who I love played by Ruben Blades, he's great. He's great. Yeah. And he wants Bill to break the news to the group. Yeah. And then basically, like, get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. But when he breaks the news, they, they all fall apart so much that he's just like, I cannot leave these people without a therapist. Mm-hmm. I just can't. They are falling apart at the seams. It's, and somehow yeah. he decides to stay at Bob's place. Is that a allowed is that legal i mean you would think i never really wouldn't someone come in and be like was he staying with him before he was yeah yeah he just decided he was gonna yeah stick around i guess and in this i don't get it murder scene like how long is he there like is it a few days a week a month i don't know it's another movie where time is very ambiguous yeah yeah so it's like he's just still here and i guess he's sort of a suspect too in Mm -hmm. a way so he's trying to figure out which one in the group p- could have possibly killed him. Yeah. And it just takes him down a dark road. And one day he's driving and this girl rear ends him in her car. And she's like, please, I don't have insurance. And so he writes down like all his contact info. And this is she the, just randomly shows back up. The third film for this month where... The protagonist mm-hmm. has met this femme fatale character in a car yes. incident, right? What is that about? It is a recurring theme in these movies. What is this? We didn't plan this, we did not. okay? We didn't. We did not. But it's a thing. It, apparently, apparently, it's a trope. It's in erotic thrillers. This is what. You, this is how they got to meet. It's kind it's of like it, a meet cute for yeah. psychos. I don't know. And it's kind of Hitchcockian, and she's kind of a muse type character yeah. in this. And um, I get some vertigo. And she's bot very vibes. mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. Because her name is Rose, but that's all you ever find out about her for the the longest time. Because she just kind of comes in and out. And I'd like to address Mm -hmm. the way Bruce Willis's character narrates every time she comes in. What the fuck is that? Where, like, she'll come in and he'll be like, there she is, (laughs) coming in with a backpack, looking younger than she actually is. She looks at him, stares for a moment, yes. and keeps moving. I'm like, Bruce, you do know you're not supposed to memorize the stage directions, right? <laughs> like, what is that? Like, do they just leave them in? Like, oh, it's cool. That feels we like, like it. a Bruce it's thing stylish. to me. Like, maybe he just like, yeah. I'm just going to add this in and see how this plays. It's so weird. It's like a weird, like, film no noir kind yeah. of kind of touch. Yeah. Like, there she was, the, the dame, dame with legs, legs to kill yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> Holding a MacGuffin in her hands. <laughs> and she just, like, shows up at the house. And she's like, so are we going on a date or what? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, okay, person I don't know, let's go on a date. Yep, so they do that. Yep. They do. And then, like, they make out. 
and oh. she gets into a cab and shit and is like, you're not going like, to know where I live. She looks a little like Alyssa Milano to me in certain lightings. I'm like, I don't know why, but I can I see just, that. I just get that vibe from her. Anyway. I can see that. Yes, she's, uh, she's Jane March, who's a mm-hmm. beautiful lady. She's, she's got a nice beautiful. like theme song, too. And they have a great love theme. She we'll does. get to that. But yeah. The, the love theme. My God. <laughs> glorious by uh let's see who did there uh dominique lauren dominique christie wasn't it Frontier. didn't she sing it oh yeah she sang it but the um the yeah. composer dominic oh the instrumental yeah. who did the score for mm-hmm. the movie yeah it's an interesting score because sometimes it's very orchestral and then all of a sudden it gets like really sort of synthy and like does. minimalist and then sometimes it's it weird. goes like full danny elfman like when they're bickering later in the movie yeah. where they're just like at each other's throats and yeah it's, it's all over the place it's really it's bizarre it's a strange score but it sort of fits the movie mm-hmm. in a weird way because <laughs> the opening is like this big like da-da-da, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. and then they have like the saxophones like you know it's the early 90s when you got the saxophones in there yeah that's oh the, god that the and you're like i'm in for an erotic treat mm-hmm. And then it, this, the score morph, uh, sort of morphs with the film, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so Bill and Rose develop this sort of um, connection, this romantic connection. Mm-hmm. But she's keeping him at arm's length and she doesn't really tell him that much about herself. But he but she can guess that he's a shrink. She's very good at guessing things. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, that's and her. She's like, you seem like a shrink to me. And he's like, how'd you know? She's very intuitive about things, and uh, <laughs> she likes to make few people feel good about themselves, which will become a recurring theme here. But yes, boy, does she! Damn, and Lord. Also, for some reason, Bob keeps photo albums of naked women in his house, mm-hmm. and yes, that seems strange true. to the police officers, if I recall, or at least to yes. to, to Bill and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. That's just a little thing. It is very odd. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he starts to talk to certain people involved with those in the group. Like, he mm-hmm. talks to R- Richie's brother, Dale, who uh, Dale. seems like a nurturing kind of guy at first. Dale, you know, Dale, he's, Dale. He, yes. he works a, as a welder, I believe. <laughs> Dale is a, a man of many, many talents, as yes. we, will, we, will, we will discover. Oh, yes. Later. He's very handy he's with attractive. a nail gun, too. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sort of looks like uh, Dylan Walsh a bit from yeah. the Stepfather mm-hmm. remake, kind mm-hmm. of. I was like, at first I was like, is that Dylan Walsh? Is that my boy, is Dylan? That boy? Is that you? Are you? Hey, boy. Um, and so basically he wants him out of the group because yeah. he doesn't think that Richie needs any more psychological help which i mean if you've met richie you're like uh, i think not like the, he needs some help the boy's got a couple tools yes. loose in the shed there's I'm mixing some metaphors here but yes screws loose there's some yeah. things going on there <laughs> yeah he's got and a he's couple like, of cards no, short like, of a uh i don't know ironing board ex- <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> About as much sense as what's happening in this movie. That's this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do we get to the rattlesnake in so, the fucking mailbox? Because that's coming up. Oh, <laughs> that's coming. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much after that, like he he uh, Bill goes on a, goes on a jog and comes back, and there's a rattlesnake in the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Someone did this. I know someone did this." And which happens all, know, they're happens try, all the time to, to me. Right? I mean, when I go to the mail, I mean, rattlesnake just pops. Not a day goes by. <laughs> they're creepy, and he's like wearing no clothes either. He's like in these little yeah. skimpy running shorts, and little shorts, super hot. But he's a 
like about to wear a whole lot less. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, because that's like right after this. Like yeah, the yeah, the, de- the detective comes by and says some more stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. oh well, here's an, another lead, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then Rose stops by again, and Bill does his stupid narration thing. You know, mm-hmm. oh she walked down the stairs looking like a snack cake. Shut your trap, Bill. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And she's all like, yeah, like, hey, wanna fuck? And then they, like, they fall into the pool, and she rips off his pants, and we see full Willis Willie <laughs> just bopping up and down. Oh, and Big Willie there, yeah. I would like to give him a hand, because, first of all, most actors do not like to show penis. Yeah. But the fact he was willing to show penis in a pool... Where there could be a shrinkage situation. True. Is brave. He probably had a, Hashtag brave. Probably had a stipulation in his contract that was like, that pool water cannot be above like... It's going to be warm. Uh, 70, it's it's going to be warm. cannot be below 70 degrees. <laughs> and you know what? It looks like a perfectly lovely willy. It so, is. And this is a... Congrats, Bruce. Glorious scene. My God. It, it goes on and on. It won... Well, it's not really an award, but Maxim magazine was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is like the best sex scene in history. And the I would agree with them. Yeah. And the director was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Because, like, <laughs> you know, I think he was more proud of this than like anything else he's ever done. So thank you, um, mom. Like, <laughs> And I think the best thing about it, I mean, well, I mean, the scoring is so over the top and everything oh, is just it so gets bombastic. <laughs> The, they fall into the pool yeah. to like cymbals crashing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the saxes come in and it's like mm-hmm. da, da. and there's just like so drum great. beat throughout and boom 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 sex, oh. a sexy drum beat and they're thrusting and bumping and grinding there's sweat everywhere they're just like sweaty and dirty and like like gasping for air i'm like my god you animals and then they decide to take a little break just to get a little snack <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone so take a snack good. break during sex? Is it just me? And you think, just me okay, and Bruce? the scene's over. We're done. Yeah. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Right back then they go into the it. shower. They're just like <laughs> doing everything. I'm like, my God, you people are animals. Aren't you exhausted here. yet? Oh, God. Like how many hours has this been? Because it's now dark outside. Yeah. When it started, it looked like it was maybe like two, three in the afternoon, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's now why it's like full on dark outside. Maybe that's why Bruce agrees to do this because it showed that he's a virile man and he can he can keep <laughs> yeah. it up for hours at a time. I can go all night. Just yeah. ask Demi. Yeah. You know, like just... <laughs> Viagra was just starting to kick off at this time in yeah uh, history. Bob Dole was the I don't uh, I don't think he needed it. Spokesperson, honestly. Yeah, yeah I don't think Bruce I'm just needed gonna it. Say, no. Bruce was just all natural man right there. What a man! What a man! What a man! I mean, what a man Bruce Willis is really. It, oof. I mean, I might have rented this video a few too many times when I was in, like, mi- middle school. That was always the thing with these erotic thrillers, right? It was like yeah. you could rent them as a kid and be like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is sexy. It's it's not porn, exactly. but it's, like, pretty close. Like, it's, like... I mean, to me, at the time, it was. Basically I was like, yeah. wow. I used to rent Fatal Attraction all the time for similar yes. reasons. Not Fatal Attraction. Uh, Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, also. Of, yeah, yeah, both of those, really. But, you know... Um, and now yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not even like super into Michael Douglas, but at the time I was like, okay. Well. You know, he gave us so much. He, did. he gave gay kids so much because I know a lot of gays that rented those all the time mm-hmm. for the same reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, I'm not 
really into him, but there's still a little slight attraction just because of the way we were. The way you know. we were. <laughs> I'm not going to sing again. But <laughs> well, then I will. There's something welcome, there. Everybody. There's something there. <laughs> <laughs> Blurry VHS tracking because I paused this video. <laughs> like, they must have thought I was the weirdest kid because I was just like, yes, I'll rent the Care Bears movie and Color of Night. Color of <laughs> like, Night. <laughs> I would like come come back out and my mom would be would, would be like, "Say, what did you rant?" And I'm like, "Um, nothing. Uh, stepmom." <laughs> like <laughs> It's yeah. I always thought video store attendants had like the most glorious jobs when I was younger. I'm like, "My god, oh, yeah. I would love to just sit here and watch movies all day." This was such a video store staple. I I mm-hmm. I'm sure this made more on tape than it did theatrically Wikipedia because... said something about that they said uh it became one of the top 20 most rented films in the united states oh. in the mid 90s there so yeah see i'm convinced there were some very repressed housewives that would rent this mm-hmm. and pause it at certain spots as mm-hmm. well this was just a time when when porn was less prevalent mm-hmm. you ac- actually had to make an effort to get it it's true and so this was like the next best thing for kids or repressed single mothers you know trying to <laughs> trying to have it all get their jollies yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to keep their sanity while their husbands are at work all day and they're stuck in cleaning the house yeah. and taking care of the kids and exactly this this movie might have saved some souls i'm i'm gonna say that. i i maybe uh this movie fights against sexual repression of all ages <laughs> sure <laughs> yes yeah, look this is my theory all i'm right, sticking all to right, it all right yeah it's uh <laughs> and this is why oh this is why you you notice how we don't have erotic thrillers so much anymore and you notice mm-hmm. how people are getting more and more repressed you know maybe yeah. that's why they, they, maybe this is no, why we need to bring them back there's no release right Mm-mm. i don't know God. Color of Night was trying to help us, and we did not heed the warnings. We did we not didn't. did not see the red light, right? We we, we didn't. Not like Doctor Bill Kappa <laughs> at the end, seeing that red red light moving. I don't understand cinema. that plot point. Like it doesn't really I come back either. at all, except for like he can't see I'm her like, dress once or something, and like so that's about it. He can see red. Like what's the big? Oh, and then like. At some point, he's attacked by someone in a car, and mm-hmm. of course, the car is red. fucking red, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, she always wears the red dress, and he looks, and she's like, yeah, it's red. <laughs> I'm like, listen, you know he can't see red. That's right. just cruel. Right. Why are you picking on Dr. Bill Kappa? Yeah. yeah. Medicine man. <laughs> Why? I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't either. It bothers me. I don't either. It really bothers me. Come on, Rose. <laughs> well, but also... Yeah. This is when Bill discovers that Richie and his brother used to be taken in by this psychiatrist mm-hmm. named Dr. Needlemeyer. And so he goes to see his wife, Dr. Needlemeyer's wife, played by Shirley Knight, who is like slumming it. It's <laughs> great, though. And she's just like, I don't think this is funny. You're not going to talk to me. And he's like, well, OK, shit. Yeah. So dead end. And in the meantime, Sandra has this friend named Bonnie, and they've been hanging out and shopping, and they'd like to get together and laugh and try on clothes oh, completely it's, naked. It's great. They're, yeah, it's wonderful. Just gals on the town being best and friends. And yet, it's weird because Bonnie looks very familiar. Like, yeah. weirdly familiar. I'm like, I think I know that person. I'm pretty sure that's Rose. Maybe before... 
high definition, it was harder to tell. I don't know. I do not know because this is so fucking obvious. <laughs> and then she strips down to try on a dress. And yeah. we see that she has the same tattoo on her ass as Rose does. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, a cotton pick in second here, y'all. What is that about? Mm-hmm. And then it's like they're almost going to like have sex. And then there's like a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And it's Bill because he wants to talk about, you know, the group. And Bonnie's like, oh, how could you do this? Oh, she also has a British accent, too. Um, And (laughs) because Rose doesn't. So how could it be the same person if they have a different accent? It's a different accent. It's like Clark Kent and (laughs) Superman. He's wearing glasses. It can't be the same person. Like This, this, This girl has red hair. How can it be the same person? And she's like, oh, Sandra, why do you do this to me? I just want it to just be you and I. Can't we just get it together? And so she leaves and Bill comes in and they have they have a talk. And Sandra's like, you know, the person you should be talking to is Clark because he has a temper. She has daggers like, for Clark. Oh, and she hates him. Pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is very. Yeah. And she's like, that's the one you need to look out for. So he's mm-hmm. like, OK, cool. Thank you for the suggestion. Mm-hmm. And then her trainer comes, and it's implied that she's fucking the trainer, which is delightful. Good for you. Go, Sandra. She's fucking everybody. Um, like, that's the... She's fucking everybody. <laughs> well, that is actually yeah, her thing. Yeah, she's that's... like a little bit of a nympho, I think, which is yeah. great. Yeah, that's her. She's a, she's a nympho, and she's a, um, uh, Cle- a klepto. klepto, klepto. too. Yeah, because yeah, she steals lighters mm-hmm. and uh, books and stuff. She has many facets, right? She's a... She Compl- does. She's complex female character. There we go. Actually, probably the most complicated character in she the movie. She is probably. You, like, really? I feel like I know more about her than anyone else in this movie, to be honest. This should have just been the Sandra, the Sandra story, story, I think. You know, it's not too late. Leslie Les- and Warren. Le- Leslie still she looks great. She's one of the most underrated actresses I know. of all time. And they always give her these like, so great. camp roles, which is great. But like, I think she has more in her, too. She Even in Desperate Housewives, she had a couple of nice just, um, oh, yeah. moments with she's that. great because in that. Susan's mom and... Uh, yeah, I loved her. She on was in Will and Grace for a while, where she was totally mm-hmm. oh, I loved unhinged. Her on that. It was great. Oh, she's just such a blast. Every time I I see her, I'm just like, we're in good hands yeah, here. Yeah. We got Leslie. She's, she's gonna rock she's it. Great. And she's got you that know, blonde just, wig in this. Like it's it's great. oh, it's so great. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of like a bob mm-hmm. sort of, but it's like a long bob. It's very nineties, very early nineties. Yeah, I believe this is when Bill goes to see Dale at the Iron Works again. Ah, uh, Dale, yes. And he's still mad. He's like, Richie doesn't need help. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he does. He seems and, like uh, just a protective brother, though. You know, he's uh, yeah. like he has a little bit of an anger streak, streak but uh, a little bit. But who doesn't in this movie? Doesn't. Everyone's very over the top. Like these per- performances, oh, they totally. they go from zero to 60 in about a millisecond and that's the queer appeal right the heightened yes. aspect like anytime you get that you're gonna get gays being like this is the best movie ever because they're so over the top <laughs> everyone's so angry and like playing to the back row yes. but being so straight and about it's it. heaven like 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 yeah like you like to say like it's like they're playing it straight which is what makes it camp yes. you know it's it's yeah and uh, and then i'm trying to remember what happens i think that's when bill is almost run off the road and by the red car he gets like a phone of a phone call in his yeah. car phone and it's this ridiculous voice that's like <laughs> hello i'm gonna kill so you 
I'm gonna make you swallow a scalpel, you fucker. Yeah, and, somehow and then he gets they up try on to run him off the, the train track and uh, yeah. almost gets... <laughs> like trying to push him. Yeah, but then he somehow gets out of the way just in time before the train comes and like destroys him. It suddenly turns into like an action movie yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. It's like the perils of Pauline. It's just it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like die and hard now, I, yeah. I kinda love it, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um then we find out that Buck it turn it turns out Buck's wife was having an affair with the detective. Okay. And so now they're like, wait a second. This like he could be the killer too. Yeah, this yeah, they tried so many red herrings in here, right? Even though it's it goes obvious the whole time. Nowhere. But yeah, they I love this whole sequence of them. First of all, I love all the scenes where they're just like all together and talking because yes. just like uh, all the little digs at each other. But like this mm-hmm. one all the shit just hits the fan between Sandra and Clark, right? And she's just like, okay, Clark, you, are you going to pass today? You think that's funny? Look at your hair. Look at you. Who do you think you are, huh? You some God's gift to women? And he just flips the fuck out. He's like, shut up, you promiscuous cunt. And it's like, <laughs> it's like Chucky just comes out for a second. It's great. It's like my favorite part of the movie. That's so great. I love it so much. And so then it kind of goes off on this tangent for a bit where Bill's like, oh, my God, what if the detective is the one who's like snap because he seems really concerned with this with this case Mm -hmm. and stuff. But like then he goes to his like birthday party and then he's just like, I guess it's it's okay. You must not be the killer. Like it literally he's a red herring for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, why bother? You could have cut this out. The film would have been so much shorter. Mm-hmm. Why do that? And then pretty soon after that, Rose is back in his life and they're, you know, having some sex. She's showing him her nipples and stuff. Oh, they're playing in the bathtub at one point and then he's like running yes, a toy tank up in your tank. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so weird. Is this what straight people do? I don't understand. <laughs> But you know, like two hours in, we're going to get another death coming up here. That's coming up, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yeah, we do get a death. Um, the death of Casey, Casey. Because someone comes in and strangles him. Yes, listeners, and he likes you've forgotten it, who Casey is. Casey it. is the S&M bondage painter yes. guy, right? And yeah, he... Casey is at the bat. He is the Cenobite uh, uh, abductee, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. the... Oh, and he does live in a really cool... Eh, L.A. Loft. He does. He does. Which was a big thing in the night the nineties. A lot of these characters always had these big lofts. What's his name? The actor. He's uh, Kevin O'Connor, right? Yeah. He was in uh, S- S- Steel Magnolias. Yes, he's a, and I was gonna say he's a character. Lord actor. of Illusions. Yeah. yeah. He's always a weird kind of character mm-hmm. actor person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was also in Lord of Illusions with Scott Bakula, who's also in this. He played Bob, who gets killed. Ah, uh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, Scott Bakula. So Scott Bakula, six yeah. degrees of. Scott Bakula, who is <laughs> known for like Quantum Leap and very well known for that. Yes. Oh, other things. He was he was in Looking, and I like that because he was like the older guy. Oh, I remember that. that. Kind of yeah. Nice. yeah, I like that plot. Still looking good too. Yeah, I would still. Oh my god, good. sexy man. Oh, he's so sexy. Mm-hmm. And so Casey is killed, and Bill goes to talk to him and discovers his body, which has been hung from the rafters where his paint paintings are hung to. And what's weird is that someone has taken the face out of all of his paintings. So what's that about, huh? Hmm, Maybe there could be a connection. This person he's been painting and having these sex games with might be someone that everybody else knows too. The muse is a Hmm. deadly thing, right? It it strikes when you least expect it. It gives you, it gives, and then it takes. And 
Rose stops back by and they're looking at the photo albums and Bill's like, oh, there's one that Bob hid back here and I'm I'm not sure what's on it. So I'm going to take a look. And she gets really intense and is like, no, we shouldn't do that. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll go and sunbathe then. And they're sunbathing. <laughs> and and he's just like, another patient died. And she and she's like, oh, no. Like, she seems really hurt by this. And you're like, you didn't know them. Calm down. So you're like, what's going on here? And he leaves to go take a shower. And she goes into the photo albums. And he catches her. And she runs away. And he's like, what the hell? And there's like a car chase and stuff. And then this is when he goes to the meeting that night and he discovers that there's this book that Bob has hidden in the back. Mm -hmm. And it's his journal of of all the sessions that they've had. And Sandra has stolen it, but she's brought it back and she's promised that she hasn't read it. But there's a picture inside this book. And this picture looks an awful lot like Rose. Mm. And and on the back, there's all this stuff about how this person is like a sociopath, perhaps, and stuff like, like that. And they pass the picture around, and everybody's like, wait, I know her. That's my Bonnie. Wait, no, that's my Bonnie. Everybody's Shut Bonnie. your mouth. That's my Bonnie. You get a Bonnie, and you get a Bonnie. And yeah, everybody Literally. has their own version of Bonnie, because... Everybody's met this girl, met and... Girl stolen and and she has stolen all of their hearts and you know as a as a viewer maybe you put two and two together by now but maybe you haven't so mm-hmm. they have to literally spell it out for yeah. you and <laughs> tell you yeah. exactly what's going on and then richie just really looks at the picture for a long time yeah and you're like hmm, hmm something's been on here maybe this scene kind of reminds me happening. of the uh your fault scene from into the woods where they're just kind of all yelling at each other <laughs> and Richie's kind of like Jack and like, you know, it's just like, well, why is color of night? Not a musical. Oh, this material sings. Be. My God. Sondheim? This material sings. He, he's this still got one more score. Sondheim project. <laughs> right? What if he closed it out with color, the color of night, night, the musical, musical. <laughs> I'd buy 15 tickets immediately. Oh, this is God. what's going to save Broadway when the pandemic's finally the gone. Thriller musical. <laughs> it's gonna color be- of night. And so now everybody knows that they have been duped duped and the the detective comes in and he's like you were the dumbest bunch of fuckers <laughs> like how did you not know it was literally you're a fucking psychiatrist and you didn't fucking see this it was literally right in front of your face the whole time my god he just like shames them all for being stupid yeah he's like you bunch of fucking daffodils he always calls them daffodils, daffodils for some yeah. reason yeah. i'm like what it doesn't make sense and uh and this is when Bill decides to go back to Mrs. Needlemeyer mm-hmm. and get the full story. Mm-hmm. And this is when he discovers that Dale and Richie were molested by Dr. Needlemeyer back in the day. Mm-hmm. And the real twist is Richie has been dead for years. <gasps> Dun, dun, oh dun. my gracious and you're like wait hold the phone that's crazy we just saw him last night at the at the group oh but no he had the glasses and that was him right yeah wait him. and like the then like the weird prosthetic mouth or yeah. whatever hmm. uh, and then she's like but you know they they did have a sister her name was rose mm. and you're like no way what wait a minute. they both start with r that's so weird. That's crazy town. And so 
he decides to go to the ironworks at night. Which is always a good call, To talk good call, to right? Dale. Yeah. Yeah, Alone. and there's like there's lightning flashing. It looks kind of like the Ade Due Dumbala. Read the room here. Lightning in yeah. child's play. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't look good. This does not look. This is not going to good. lead this, to good things for you. Yeah. This finale. Oh my god, it is nuts. It's nuts. It's a long time coming, but when you finally get there, it's crazy. It pays off. It's nuts. It is one of the craziest finales I've ever seen in my life because. Yeah. We now know Dale is the killer, mm-hmm. and he has been making Rose pretend to be Richie since he died. For, for, and, for who knows why. I, he just well, misses him, like, I guess. Yeah. See, so, Bill walks in, and he finds Richie, mm-hmm. and he's like, Richie, calm down. I want to talk to Rose. Mm-hmm. And, and so he takes off the wig, mm-hmm. and somehow... Her teeth change. <laughs> so there's some... And I believe I read that originally they shot the film where she didn't have the prosthetic teeth for R- Richie. Mm-hmm. And they did a test screening and everyone was like, this is clearly the same girl as Richie. So they had to go back in, give her the fake teeth yeah, and all of that stuff so that it was a little less obvious so i can't even imagine what the first cut played like it was probably just a comedy probably like you guys don't know that this is the same person god damn it and and it's like there it's not just richie rose and dale we're dealing with we're also dealing with bonnie Mm -hmm. who is this other apparently personality that has arisen i guess as a way to Mm -hmm. cope with the fact that she's being forced to yeah look like her brother the whole time it's like an alternate. I mean, ego. I'm no psychologist. I, 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 I only play one on TV, but you know. I, <laughs> yeah. And so this is when Rose kind of becomes herself again. But it's too late because here comes Dale and he's got a nail gun. And he has nailed her hands to a chair. Boy, has he. It's grisly. Mm-hmm. And so Bill helps her off of that by like just... Rip, rip, ripping the nails out with a hammer but here comes Dale with the gun again and the detective comes in too and he, he's not really good for much because mm-hmm. Dale nails his hands to, to the wall so yep. he's like stuck to the wall I'm like this movie is crazy and so Bill and Rose try to escape and yet this this like bookcase falls in front of the door and then like so they can't get out mm-hmm. and they have to climb up the scaffolding to the top of this tower yeah. in the rain mm-hmm. i mean this is this is nuts it's high melodrama and the scoring is going all over the place and everything yeah the, the rain is coming down like little daggers and it's it's nuts yeah it's it is wild. wild and then at some point i think dale like falls to his death right or something something Doesn't like that happens yes yeah, somehow like he ends yeah. up yeah I, I just watched this i can't remember but yeah something like that i, did, gets, I watched it last night and i'm like yeah. how, how does he die again yeah. i don't know yeah at the end they're on the top of the tower together mm-hmm. and rose almost like falls off yeah and then he has to save her it's like it's it's intense like there's some pretty it wild is. stunts she in this. like falls back and somehow he's able to get like down to a lower tier it's and crazy. like grab her and i'm like what's going on here it's- this is wild and then 
they grab each other in the rain and everything's good and all of a sudden he sees this big red light on the top mm. of the ta- tower uh. and he's able to see the color for the first time since the beginning of the movie that fucking I'm like light. what does this symbolize <laughs> like him getting his groove back or something and I don't get it and why is it called color of night why do you call it color of red I don't or something know. like it, yeah I, I don't cuz there's no color in night it's just darkness no night. it's not really what does night have to do anything with the plot other Nothing. than some scenes take place at night. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Look, this movie just was this what the script was called too? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't understand. And it, 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 it's just that weird thing too, where it's like we we hold these American films to higher standards sometimes than like mm-hmm. uh, like an Italian film that has nothing to do with like the, where the oh, title yeah. has nothing to do with anything, and it's like yeah, it's like the strange tears of your armadillo's anus. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, what? Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? But yeah, apparently it's a gyro, but I don't know. It's just like a difference of culture, I guess. But yeah, it's it's just really striking and weird, but um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think if this movie had been made in Europe and it was an import, Mm -hmm. people would be like, is this art? Probably. Yeah. They'd be like, this is beautiful. It's like, yeah, the script does. It makes sense. It doesn't have to. It's Mm -hmm. art. Yeah, but when it's an American film, they're like, "Wait a second, this is a little convoluted." This is, this is true. This is true. This has a sturdy fan base now. I would say a lot of people do appreciate this film, which is good. There's a lot of people it's haven't nice seen to it. Know that this was the first time some... I had seen it, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think it's one of those films that the more we talk about, the more I'm warming up to. I, I it's one of those, I like yeah. a lot of elements about it. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. like watching it if that makes sense. Like I liked yeah. I love a lot of the things like that happen scenes. into it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a collection of really great scenes. Um yeah. but like as it was going, I'm like is this still going? Uh still happening. But then right, there would yeah. be these crazy moments where I'm like, "Oh, I'm back." You know, I'm back in the movies. So I it's... think this movie might need like a fan cut. Yes. You know how people always put together those fan mm-hmm. fan cut things? Yeah. This might benefit from that. Like if they could get it down to like 98 minutes yeah, you know i think that'd be nice and just kind of see how it would still play because there's some stuff they could cut out com- completely and it wouldn't make a bit of difference yeah, i'm gonna need all of sandra's arc because she's great but everybody else do not i don't really care do not delete a frame <laughs> of not. her arc yeah this 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 movie I, there are scenes that will rock your world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in between oh. scenes that will make you check your watch mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite an endorsement so, from us here at the almost yeah, hotel <laughs> but do I re- recommend it? Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I still recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it. It's different. Just very, very yeah. different. Uh, not it, it. Even from the erotic thrillers that were popular, it is something mm-hmm. else. It's it's a, it's its own beast. It so, does its own thing. Yeah. yeah. Which how many times can you really say that about movies? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's. I think that's a compliment. Yeah. It's like I haven't seen anything quite like Color of Night. No. Things that are somewhat similar, but mm-hmm. never quite like Color of Night. Plus, you get to see Bruce Willis's penis. So, where's in its where's prime? Bad? Yeah, in its yeah. What what would the title of this film be? Like, what what's a better title for this? I don't know. I don't, I don't... Nail gun poontang. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay uh, yeah the oh the silence of sapphic sandra okay the that sounds like a fun coming of age film it does the silence of the sapphic sandra, sandra. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're fading we're fading okay uh <laughs> we faded a we long faded time a ago <laughs> 
anyway, that's Color of Night. That is. Go watch it. It's it's worth it. Uh, yeah. It is. It's a fun one. It is. I'm a. I think I'm a convert now that we've actually talked <gasps> about it. So there we go. Welcome to the Church yeah. of Color of Night. <laughs> church of. <laughs> Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Oh, dear Sandra, we love you. <laughs> Overlook Gems. We got some? Mm-hmm. What's yours? Oh, yes. I um I watched a film on Hulu mm-hmm. entitled Rent a Pal. I heard about this one. I really loved this movie. Great. I didn't know what to expect. Great. I went in to- totally blind. Mm-hmm. And it's about this guy who lives with his mom. He takes care of her. He's probably in like his mid-40s or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's trying to get a date on this video dating thing because this takes place in the a in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know he never gets a gets a date, and discouraged one day he picks up a tape called Rent a Pal, okay. and it's just this guy that's that's like it's really cheesy. He's he's just like, hey buddy, you want to talk? And he'll just like start like ask a question and then he'll give a long a, a long a long pause and the guy will talk it's well but eventually wheaton, right? yes yeah. will wheaton plays yeah. the rent a pal cool. and he starts this sort of relationship with this guy on a videotape mm-hmm. and it just gets really fucking weird and then he meets this girl who's like perfect for him and she's like a nurse who like helps take care of elderly folks so it's perfect for his his mom and stuff mm-hmm. but it seems like the rent is starting to starting to get a little bit jealous and it just escalates and, until there's madness in the last act of, of the film it's a very slow burn film it's more of a psychodrama mm-hmm. so if you expect a lot of horror and blood and guts then you're going to be very disappointed but it's it's a very interesting well acted film I, I really thought the act acting was terrific and uh it definitely leaves an imp- an impression i i kind of can't stop thinking about it that sounds very much up my alley i will check that out um, mm-hmm. i'm looking at my, i think you'll like it my letterbox and some of my other friends are saying good things as well so good it's quite um, good maybe you'll get more love now that you're talking about it and great i hope so with our millions of listeners right <laughs> oh yes our tens of devoted our listeners lives of tens we of, love you yeah, all we love you all <laughs> uh I kind of forgot here, but I'll do keeping on the romantic trend. Um, Honeymoon from 2014. This is the one with oh, yeah. uh, that Lee Jeniak did, and uh, you got this newlywed couple, and they're moving. They go to this lake country uh, further. Where, where do they go? They go to a cabin by the lake for their honeymoon. Hence the name, honeymoon. And everything just kind of descends into chaos pretty quickly. You know, Paul finds his wife is just wandering and disoriented in the middle of the night, and. Uh, meeting with people from her past and just these weird things that he, he's like, do I even know this woman who I married? And uh, there's some twisties throughout. And some people don't love where the film ends up going. I understand that. But I think there's a lot of great buildup to that. The, the journey is great, as I always say. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really smart and stylish and uh, really tense. It's got a lot of like slow building horror. And uh, and it just made me kind of love Lee Janiak as a director too. She was supposed to do the craft uh, sequel and I was really looking forward to that because I really liked oh. Honeymoon a lot but then didn't end up happening uh, oh. but yeah it's it's great it's uh, I think this was like the first full film that she did too and it's just really smart and polished and I just really enjoyed it so yeah Honeymoon uh, awesome awesome makes a good one with Spring which I recommended last week they're nice little romantic mm-hmm. horrors if people need some Valentine's 
if you're still in that Valentine's mood, this is after Valentine's when this episode airs, but yes. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, let's give a shout-out to one of our Patreon followers. How about we do Rob Veit? V-E-I-T, Veit. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Rob is one of our spooky house guests who just comes for the weekend or whatever he feels like it. He's welcome anytime. Um, Always welcome. Sorry, not to, you know, he, she, they. I don't know how they uh, gendered themselves, but thanks, Rob. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. as always, folks, you can find us all over the place on the net. We are on Facebook at HOHH Podcast. We're also on Twitter at that same uh, handle there. We're on Instagram at Homos on Haunted Hill. We're on Letterboxd. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash Homos on Haunted Hill. We just mm-hmm. dropped an episode on To Die For, which folks will really enjoy if you want to check that out. Uh, woo you can listen to that for as low as $1, but we have other tiers as well where you get some bonus goodies. So check it out. All right. I guess that wraps up this week, though. We got one more left. Yes, one, one more. more. And, one uh, more sexy thriller. It's a pretty crazy one, too. It's yeah, There's a lot to talk about. It's a it's a classic. Okay. Well, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.